Petrangelo shoots, save, rebound, score! Nicholas Waugh ties it! Rebound goal for Nick Waugh! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. A steal for Colasar, charging out. Colasar the right, he shoots and scores! Colasar on the breakaway! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your home for access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Relax. That is the message I want to relay to you today. If you are a Golden Knights fan, relax. No, I'm not trying to channel... Aaron Rodgers, at least not completely, because there are concerns if you're a Golden Knights fan. We're going to touch on some of those concerns today, but right off the bat, I just want to throw it out there, okay? We have a text line. We want you to use it. 702-876-1340. That's the number on the text line. Don't call us. We're not taking calls right now, but we are going to open up the text line. 702-876-1340. Concern. Panic. All of those things are natural in terms of how you feel waking up today with the Vegas Golden Knights. I get it. I want to be as reasonable as possible. I understand being a fan is difficult in these moments. I do. I get it. I really, really do. Believe me, before the Golden Knights, before this gig, before this job, I was a Kings fan. There were many, many, many years where things were dire not to the level that the Golden Knights are experiencing right now because we're talking missed playoffs. We're talking many years of of scenarios where you don't even get to the dance, okay? So I truly understand. I do. Believe me. I do how concerning this can be right now if you're a Golden Knight fan. Now, that being said, I don't believe the Golden Knights are in trouble of missing the playoffs. I'm going to come out right here, right now, and I'm going to say it. I still believe, I still am steadfast in that belief that the Golden Knights will make the playoffs this season, that they will have an opportunity to truly defend their championship. And I think that what they're going through right now is going to make them a better team come playoff time. In much the same way it made them a better team last year, I think it's going to make them a better team this year. And I'm going to explain my reasoning a little bit later on. But again, text line is open. 702-876-1340. Hit us with your biggest concern surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights right now. And I'm not looking at the sky is falling, everything sucks. I'm not looking for that take. I'm not looking for the doom and gloom. I'm not looking for the hyper-emotional, well, it's just never going to work out for us, sky is falling stuff. I I want something reasonable here. And I recognize that I'm asking for something that's a little bit uh, beyond the scope, so to speak, but we can do that, right? We can we can get there. So 702-876-1340, that's the text line. Hit us there with your biggest concern facing the Golden Knights right now. What has you most concerned about where this team is currently in lieu of a 7-3 loss last night to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Also, while you're there, you can hit the jackpot on Fox Sports Las Vegas 
and win up to $2,024 a day. All you got to do is text in the secret code. Code word today is Bugsy. Bugsy. B-U-G-S-Y. Bugsy. Text that to 702-876-1340 and you'll be entered to potentially win and hit that jackpot. So we're going to get into last night's game. We're going to dig into some of Bruce Cassidy's audio. We'll also hear from Alex Petrangelo. Chris Chapman asked him about some of the difficulties with where the team is right now in terms of, of the roster with injuries, all of that. As you all know, Mark Stone out week to week, upper body injury, not expected to play anytime soon for the Vegas Golden Knights. If you saw today, Brett Howden was placed on IR. That rules him out of tomorrow's game against the Ottawa Senators. And the Vegas Golden Knights have 25 games left in the regular season. We'll dig into game ratings a little bit later on as well. We've got the Hockey Parlay Contest for Mike Lee Minden Diamond Jewelers inside the Fashion Show Mall. So we're still trying to give money away, not just with the text line jackpot contest, but also the Hockey Parlay Contest. And it is a 90-minute show. Just so everyone's aware, we're going to give way to the Henderson Silver Knights. Their pregame show starts at 5.30 right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So hockey leading into hockey. Uh, so you can get your Vegas Golden Knights slash Henderson Silver Knights fix today. So it'll be a one-timer segment in hour number two leading up to Justin Russo and Brian McCormick on the call for the Henderson Silver Knights. So Chris Chapman, let's bring you in here Um Where's your concern lie for the Golden Knights? Because there's a a lot of different directions you can go, right? Like, obviously, the concern over the injuries. You can't get around that. There's no changing what the trajectory is right now in terms of injuries for the Golden Knights. You do have the trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks, so there's obviously room for maneuverability with the Vegas Golden Knights and their roster. Um, You've got, you know, you can look to some of the, key players, the, the the players at the height of your lineup right now and, and their performance. You can talk defense, you can talk goaltending. Where is your main concern with this team? Well, I'll preface by saying I'm not overly concerned that they'll mm-hmm. miss the playoffs. Like, I think they'll be okay. I mean, you're getting, you, you, you know that there is help coming on the way. So I'm not overly concerned about them missing the playoffs. The sky is not falling. There's no panic mode. But you want to look at the last few games the Golden Knights have played, and I'm going to focus on the games at home. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hill has not been sharp in any of those games. He played fairly well in the third period the other night against Nashville, but he let in a couple soft goals against Carolina. He wasn't great against Minnesota, let in a couple of soft goals in that one. Now, granted, puck control and and possession, obviously contributing factors there. But last night, my my concern is Aiden Hill gets pulled. Golden Knights are down three to nothing. Two minutes later, it seemed like Logan Thompson was giving up a goal. Mm -hmm. So my concern right now, and, and I'm sure that they'll get it worked out, they'll get it figured out. Look, it's a rough patch. But my concern is is in net because I look at a situation with Logan Thompson where he has had, well, he had an opportunity last night to maybe come in and, and make a case to be the number one goalie because of the fact that he sits on the bench, he watches the games, and he had to know in his mind that Aiden Hill has not been playing well. Mm-hmm. 
And he came in with an opportunity. Look, and I understand you're down 3 nothing. The likelihood of the Golden Knights coming back to win that game is pretty small against a really good Leafs team. But he wasn't very good either. And I think that's that's a concern. Not so, so much that not so much that Aiden Hill wasn't good, but the fact that the tandem were not very good. And I know he he shut out the Sharks. I, I that is what it is. But it's what he did coming in in relief in an opportunity. So, like I said, kind of make a case to to Bruce. Hey, look, you know what? Aiden's been struggling lately. Look at me. Maybe maybe I'll get the start against the Leafs on Tuesday night. Maybe I'll get the start against Ottawa on Saturday. I don't know who they're going to start tomorrow, to be honest, Brian or Ryan. Well, I, okay, so let's let's try to back it up here a little bit. Do you place last night's loss on goaltending? No, I think it was a complete team failure. Okay, so you don't place it all on goaltending. And who are you more disappointed in, Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson? Uh, that's tough because I – it's it's unfair to Logan Thompson if I say him based on the fact of the situation that he came into at three nothing, but I think I'm more disappointed in him because I I feel like he he kind of missed an opportunity last night. So you can be disappointed in Logan because you feel like that was his chance, right? Like that was the opportunity, that was the moment for Logan Thompson to put his foot back into that conversation and say, listen, I am the guy. I could, I was the guy last year until I wasn't because of injuries. I still have that potential. I still have that ability. When you need somebody, you need the ship righted. I'm the guy that can do it. It does feel like a missed opportunity in that sense, but you're asking him, uh, Logan Thompson to come off the bench cold yeah, against yeah. a Toronto no, that, Maple that's why I said. team that was firing on all cylinders. Like, that's why I said I, it's it's a little yeah. unfair for, for me to, to be more disappointed in him. But mm-hmm. you could also look at it like, hey, if he comes in and he plays a great game, the Golden Knights may get a point out of that despite being down 3 nothing. Okay, so that's score effects. Like, I don't think the Golden Knights push it close if it's not Five to one going into the third period. You're probably right. You're you're, you're probably or on six to, to one going into the third period. Like I don't think that game unfolds the same way at all, and I don't think that you have that explosion at the at, in the third period if you're not down six to one. I just don't see it. Like, maybe, I, maybe. at no point in time do I feel like the Golden Knights played well enough to get a point out of out of the game last night. Like that's different. It's very different to me from the the Nashville game because I just don't think that the Leafs were ever in a position where they were not in control of that game. Yeah, and but I'm going to I'm going to push back a little bit and say that for most of that game outside of that 10-minute stretch where the Golden Knights got their doors blown off. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty even game. In what sense? Well, the score the score turned out three three. If you if you throw the first period away, and I know you can't do that, but <laughs> for for that one stretch from about the thirteen minute mark till about are you to about are you doing the, the moral victory thing? No, like, is that believe what you're doing me, there right now? there are no moral victories, and Alex Petrangelo okay. is very clear about the fact that there's no moral victories. But outside of that spurt where they just got destroyed mm-hmm. it was a pretty even hockey game and I thought I thought it was like I said it's 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 unfair that I that I would be more disappointed in Logan I guess 
I'm not blaming him, certainly. I'm just disappointed that he didn't do a better – take advantage of the opportunity that maybe was laid in front of him. And, and, and it's not just him. It's not just him. So what you're telling me is that you are – you look at last night's game and it's, it's more on Aiden. Right, like yes, it's more on the goaltender that starts the game. He's got to be every bit as good as we have become accustomed to seeing Aiden Hill be in terms of that game. But where your disappointment lies with Logan Thompson is that that was as crystal clear an opportunity for Logan to cement himself or at least earn himself more starts with Aiden seemingly struggling right now, and he fell flat there. I think you nailed it. That's that's it right okay. there. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but. Like, do you have a sense, or do you believe that they're going to get the goaltending back? in In terms of Logan, like he did get the shutout in San Jose, he still had to make some saves in that game. Say what you will about the Sharks, Aiden has struggled over the last four outings. There's no other way to say it. He has struggled mightily. Everything that we have come to know of Aiden Hill, quality starts above 900 save percentage, uh, keeping the goals against down, like it has not been prevalent for him over his last four starts, but he's also got quite a body of work, not just this season, but also last season and in the postseason, that he can play to that caliber. Do you believe he's able to get things righted, and do you think goaltending is going to be a big issue for them down the stretch? Well, I'll, I'll answer the first question and say I do think he'll get it right. I, I, I think Aiden Hill has proven that he's a good goalie. He's he's a number one goalie in this league. In fact, I think he he might even be a top 10 goalie in the league when he's playing his game. So I do think he'll get it right. I'm not concerned long term. Short term, until you, you're able to get some of your, your star players back, it is a concern. But mm-hmm. I think it's more a concern with the fact that the team in front of him hasn't played well, and he hasn't stolen them a win. And I think that's probably where, where my concern is, my disappointment. But the second part of your question, um, I, I I don't think it'll be a concern long term. I, th- I think both of them will get it right. I, I like Logan Thompson's game. I think he's he's more than capable to fill in when they need him to fill in. So... I'm not concerned about Aiden not finding his game. I think he will. I think he'll be he'll be fine, especially down the stretch. But I think a lot of this will be alleviated when you get Jack Eichel, you get William Carrier back, maybe Pavel Dorfeyev back in the lineup, Brett Howden. I think my concern will be a lot less when you have a fairly healthy team in front of you, or in front of him, mm-hmm. I should say. So if you're boiling it down, like you're concerned about goaltending short term, but your biggest concern down the stretch, final 25 games of the year, it's injuries, right? Like it it can't go in any other direction but injuries, or can it? No, I, I think because you know the players on the ice, mm-hmm. they're not a concern. George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have assembled a team of really good players who have the ability to go out and repeat. If they are healthy going into the playoffs, and that does include Mark Stone, I think no matter where they finish in the regular season, they're a threat to win the Stanley Cup. So my main concern right now is is getting healthy and staying healthy down the stretch and into the playoffs because you're not winning the Stanley Cup without Mark Stone or Jack Eichel. You're not. You're. It's just not going to happen. 
In fact, I, I, I don't think you win the Stanley Cup without one of them. So mm-hmm. I think you need to be healthy once you get into the, the second season. And I'm like I said, I, I, I think the problems will take care of themselves when you get healthy. But right now it's 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 a pretty rough stretch. And, you know, you've played some good teams and you got some you, you've played some desperate teams. And I think you've 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 played a team and you're going to play a team in a couple nights who seem to have found some magic in their game. And Okay, all right. Well, I, I know, I know, I know, but we're not we're not doing that right now. We, <laughs> we're going to get to the Toronto Maple Leafs a little bit later on in the show. We're not doing that right now. Nobody has the appetite for that in Vegas right this minute. The least of which is me. Like I, I don't have any appetite for the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup crowd, but we will dig into that a, a little bit later on. Okay, here's here's my issue. Because you know me, right? Like I get to do the post game show. I get to hear kind of the instant reactions. I get to see the text line as as those instant reactions are coming through. Um, just like we have instant reactions coming through right now, Antoine Williams. His concern is the lack of scoring and the lack of of an ability for the Golden Knights to keep the puck out of the net. It's concerning. It absolutely is. But kind of the the biggest thing that I noticed yesterday, it, just in terms of where people are at with this team is this idea that though they are missing key players, it's almost as if that doesn't actually factor in. It's almost as if that doesn't actually matter in terms of the games because, well, you still have Chandler Stevenson and you still have Jonathan Marcheseau and you still have, you know, William Carlson. And and those are all true statements. I, I agree with all of that. Did the Golden Knights come out a bit flat in stretches yesterday? Absolutely. But when you sit back and think about the game as a whole, and you sit back and you think about where the game was won and lost for the Golden Knights in a lot of different respects, it was lost on depth. And it was it was lost on depth because what you had were the key players in your lineup that were left, the Stevensons, the Carlsons, the Marchessos. And I'm really talking more about Carlson and Marcheseau than anybody else on the team for the Golden Knights because as as much as I look at the game last night and say, boy, oh boy, uh, nobody was good for Vegas, I, I'm hard-pressed to say that William Carlson wasn't good for Vegas. Now, that being said, the high-end, top-end that's left in your lineup they did their job to a degree last night. Marcius O'Carlson came through. They scored goals. They did what you're asking them to do. Austin Matthews largely kept off the score sheet for the most part. Like That, to me, is a sign that William Carlson is doing his job. Where you lose the game is you have Max Domi with a couple of goals. Where you lose the game is you have... Pontus Holmberg with a goal and an assist. Ryan Reeves on the score sheet. The the middle to bottom part of the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs was better than the Vegas Golden Knights, which is to be expected because you have an entire line comprised of Henderson Silver Knights players, and then you've got Brendan Brisson, and you're trying to move him around and find the right spot. When you are talking about, well, Marcia So's better than Domi. Yes, he is. But when Marcia So's slotted properly when Eichel and Stone are in the lineup, then yeah, you're going to win that battle more often than not. Carlson, he's better than Pontus Holmberg. Absolutely. When everything's slotted in well. And I think the biggest thing that we lose sight of when there are injuries, specifically to guys like Jack Eichel or 
Mark Stone, or even when you look at Will Carrier out of the lineup and you don't have that best fourth line in hockey, you start to lose the depth battles, and that's when you see a game like last night where the Golden Knights simply, their depth was not good enough, not even close to good enough against Toronto. Yeah, and the Holmberg play where where he set up Matthews, I mean, that was right after a, a power play in which Golden Knights really didn't look all that good on the power play. But I think we've seen some issues and some cracks the last couple games. Tuesday night against Nashville, Bruce Cassidy made the comment that their depth guys were better than ours. Yeah. Last night, Toronto's depth guys were better than the Golden Knights. And that's a byproduct of the fact that right now, if you're the Golden Knights, your depth guys are Henderson Silver Knight players. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they're ready for this is irrelevant because they're in it. And there's opportunities available to those guys. Look, I mean, Mason Morelli wants to be an NHL player. Sure. Brendan Brisson wants to be an NHL player. There's no doubt that any of those guys, Byron Fraze wants to stick in Vegas. Mm. But the opportunity when it's presented to you, you have to take advantage of it. And and it's not just on the on the Silver Knights guys. I mean, I know I know Amadio scored goals in three straight games, so I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude him. Mm-hmm. But Paul Cotter. But you know, it, it's it's but it's not just production. No, right? it, like it, it's, do, it doesn't come down to well, Michael Amadio scored in three straight games. Like it's in, in defensive terms of lapses. driving play, defensive structure, doing all the little turning things the puck need, over, not having you, control. You, you need more from those players. Yeah. And so, you know, yesterday you were in the locker room, right, after the game. Yeah. You, you talked to Alex Petrangelo. What did you talk to him about? Well, I only asked him one question, and it was about the fact that there's a lot of inexperience. I mean, look, 25% of their lineup last night or their forward position mm-hmm. was made up of guys who combined to play 14, I'm sorry, three of their 12 skaters on the forward position so that's 20%. Mm-hmm. They were – they have a combined 14 games. I'm sorry, it is 25%. They have a combined 14 games in the NHL going into last night. Basically, one whole line has combined to play 14 games in the NHL. And I asked Petrangelo about that, and he really wasn't having any of it, Ryan. Just in terms of that doesn't matter, we still have enough to win? In in that it's not an excuse. Okay. And And, and – I, I'll Do, play. Let me let I'll, me let me ask let me ask you a question. Yes. Would you expect anything other than that from Alex Petrangelo? No, no, because Alex Petrangelo is a stand-up guy. He's he's a leader in the locker room. He's been through it many many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he came out and talked to us after the Nashville game, and he came out and talked to us after a tough loss last night. So, you know, All right. I I think it's it's the right answer. It's a stand-up answer, and it, it, it kind of sounded to me like Petrangelo was kind of putting the onus on guys like himself as well. All right, go ahead and play it. A lot of inexperience out there tonight with the forwards position. How much does that matter in a game? It shouldn't matter. I mean, these you know guys have an opportunity, and you know you have young guys, but that means just the rest of us who have been around for a long time just need to be better. Simple as that. You got to rely on us to, um, you know, be better. You know, lead by example. So. And those guys will follow. So, you know, I'm sure there's a little bit of nerves for those guys coming up here, no doubt about it. Um, but 
You win as a team, you lose as a team. It's not pointing fingers at anybody. Yeah, it's it's exactly what he should say, right? And and I think oftentimes when we hear athletes say, no excuses, right? It doesn't matter. We're here. We can get the job done. We're going to rely on me and and Carlson and Marcia so and Barbashev and Stevenson, those guys to play the right way. I think that's the absolute right mentality. When you ask Bruce Cassie, similar question in the post-game press conference last night, he shut you down immediately. There are no excuses. And I believe wholeheartedly that inside that locker room, they're not trying to make excuses, right? Like, I believe wholeheartedly Alex Petrangelo will expect that he will be better. Alec Martinez should be better. Every single player on that blue line should be better for the Golden Knights. However, you cannot in these moments, divorce the situation that the Golden Knights are going through with the injuries. It is a reason, not an excuse. It is understandable that they do not have the same type of jump. It is understandable that they do not have the same finish or execution. It's understandable that there are more mistakes happening defensively right now than if the Golden Knights had a full lineup of everybody healthy at the NHL level. You understand that for sure. But I do expect the Golden Knights to go into tomorrow's game against the Ottawa Senators, and I expect them to be better. I expect them to be better across the board. I don't expect that game to be over in the first period unless it's over for the Golden Knights and they go out and they run the Senators out of the building. Because while you, you look at the injuries as a reason, while you look at the injuries as being concerning, there's still enough leadership and there's still enough talent that you can get really solid performances to buoy you in these moments without Mark Stone and Jack Eichel. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And what you alluded to really early in, in your comment there was no excuses. In seven years, I've never heard Jonathan Marshall so make an excuse. He won't do it. He, he refuses to. He will, he yeah. will literally put all the blame on himself. He'll make comments like, look, I need to score more. I need to be better. There's a mentality in that locker room, and it's not just from Mark Stone. It emanates. It's it's a cultural thing with this team and this organization, and it starts with accountability. When Bruce Cassidy was hired, the very first press conference that we had with him, there was such an emphasis on accountability. And all these guys, they hold the, they hold themselves to a very high standard. Like, I don't care if it's... Michael Amadio, Keegan Colasar, or if it's Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo. The, the, the holding yourself to a high standard, and then when you don't meet that standard, holding yourself accountable, that's a cultural thing. And it starts with a guy like Mark Stone, but it, it, it radiates throughout that room. Every player you talk to, I don't care. They could have sent 20 guys out last night. Every single one of them would have said, I needed to be better. It's just it's just let's, the way it is. Let's we don't need to jump into like imaging or anything like that, but let's just do the game rating right now. I, I know where I'm going with it. It's a it's a fireball. It's a one out of five. There's there's really no talking yourself into anything other than that, I, I think. Like obviously you get the two goals in the first ninety seconds of the third period, and then you have two posts, which is just cruel and unusual punishment. Uh but even with that push from Vegas, it it just fell flat to me. 
Um, as you mentioned, Aiden Hill, not sharp at the beginning of the game. And then Logan Thompson, it feels like, uh, had a real opportunity to get himself, uh, you know, more starts to kind of create a little bit of calm and, and comfortability for the Golden Knights. It didn't happen that way. Um, and you, you you lose a game 7-3 to three to Toronto in which Austin Matthews only scores a goal. Like, that gives you everything you need to know. It's a one out of five for me. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to that. I, I think I'm gonna go with the gin only because there really? was there was a little bit of that pushback in the third period. Look, I don't I'm not saying that they come back and win that game, but boy, things really would have gotten interesting if one of those posts would have been in the net and all of a sudden it's it's six four and then you go on the power play at six four. They probably still lose the game, but you have to be better from and, and and I thought they were good for like the first seven, eight minutes of the game. Sure. Then there was that one stretch where where everything just fell apart. And I mean it's 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 no it's way composure. It's it's composure yeah, I, and it's it's understanding the moment and it's finding a way and it's making plays and it's puck management. It's all the things that, that we've been talking about now for a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's really what it boils down to. And so you understand why last night, especially when you have four guys in your lineup that would not be in your lineup if not for the injuries that you have right now up front, you understand why it's been a little herky-jerky, why they haven't been able to gain some traction. But now you're in a position, now you're at a point where you need to gain traction somewhere, whether that's your top 6D finally getting into games together and everyone slotting in the right spot, whether that is forwards understanding, recognizing their puck support, where they need to be, and dialing into their uh, into their structure, or whether that's goaltenders stealing you a game. Like point blank, no joke, you might need Aiden Hill or Logan Thompson to steal you a game or two on this five-game road trip, and that's going to be how you get it done, but you're going to need those performances from the Golden Knights moving forward. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm, I'm going to give you an idea of where the concern level should be, but why there's no, no reason to panic right now. That's coming up on the VGK Insider Show. Moving along here on a Friday afternoon, it's the VGK Insider Show. Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, Darren Millard. We expect him back in the lineup on Monday. Hopefully Darren is rested up and feeling better. Obviously we miss Millsy, and we can't wait for him to get back. So that uh, that should be coming your way on Monday afternoon for the VGK Insider Show. The Golden Knights are on a five-game road trip starting tomorrow in Ottawa against the Senators. That is a game that the Golden Knights are desperately going to want to play better in than they did the other night, last night, against Toronto. And then, boy, oh boy, on Tuesday, Chapman, you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs now at home. And I promise we're not going to do the Toronto Maple Leafs for winning the Stanley Cup thing right now, but... Um, Toronto's certainly playing a lot better than they had been up until maybe two weeks ago, really up until the Morgan Riley suspension. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show as well. So here's where I want to go right now. I know that there are fans out there of the Golden Knights that get a little hypercritical of what wins and losses on a day-to-day basis mean. And the best way that I can say that is, I don't think the Golden Knights are in danger of missing the playoffs. There's concern over how they're playing. 
There's concern over the injuries. There are concerns to be had about a lot of different phases of their game and different positions. Like, all of that valid. 100% valid. But at no point in time in looking at where Vegas is right now in the standings, who's chasing them, legitimately chasing them, and what those teams would have to do down the stretch if Vegas just played 500 hockey, I just don't get the sense that there needs to be legitimate concern over missing the playoffs. Chapman, before we get into numbers, are you worried at all about the Golden Knights right now? No. No. Okay. Good. So, the Vegas Golden Knights have 70 points in 57 games. They've got 25 games left to go. That's a total of 50 points available for the Vegas Golden Knights. Through 57 games, that includes the phenomenal start, some periods of time where it hasn't gone particularly well, another long point streak for the Golden Knights. They've averaged out to be a 615 points percentage team. Okay? So that's basically where they've been all season long. I I see no reason to believe that they can't be that if they get Jack Eichel back into the fold, if Will Carrier becomes available, if Pavel Dorofiev uh, gets healthy again. Like I, I see no reason why the Golden Knights can't be in and around there down the stretch final 25 games of the year. Now, it, it, it goes without saying that they have to win some games and they have to start playing better, but I, I see no reason to believe that they can't be that. But let's just set the bar low, okay? Let's set the bar at 500 hockey. If the Golden Knights go 500 the rest of the way, that's 25 more points in the bank for them. That's 95 points for the Vegas Golden Knights if they are perfectly 500. Now, if that's the case, what would the Nashville Predators have to do over their final 25 games to catch the Golden Knights at 95 points or exceed them with 96? Well, the Nashville Predators would have to go 660 points percentage the rest of the way. They have been, through 57 games, a 544 points percentage team. They'd have to play at way beyond their current capacity or way beyond what they have proven to be over the first 57 games in the final 25. I just don't believe the Predators are going to do that. And it's the same thing for Seattle. Seattle's played one less game than Nashville. They're three additional points back behind the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, they would have to play at around a 650-660 clip just to catch where the Golden Knights can, can top out if they go 500. So the point that I'm trying to make here is because the Golden Knights had such a great start to the season, because you bank all those points when everyone's relatively healthy, or at least you're healthier then than you were than you are right now, because you have done a lot of the legwork early on in the season, you are in a position right now where the onus is on teams that have been middling all year long to all of a sudden turn themselves into a borderline elite team. Like, the Predators would have to play at or around the Vancouver Canucks level over the final 25 games. Do you, bel- do you believe that they can do that? No, I, I certainly don't, no. What about Seattle? No, I, I don't. What about either. Calgary? Nope. Okay, so where everyone's starting to get that concern, like when you look at the standings and where that unease, that anxiety is coming from, it, it, it isn't the teams that 
you you're looking at that can catch the Golden Knights and bump them out of the playoffs, it's seeding. Right? Like it is seeding right now that is making you uncomfortable when you look at the Golden Knights. It is Edmonton two points back. It is LA four points back. It is those two teams specifically that are gaining all of that ground on the Golden Knights. It is the potential that Vegas might have to start on the road. It is the potential that Vegas might finish third or fourth in their division, that they might be a wild card team. Those are the things that are really concerning. Those are the things that you have more of a reason to be concerned or panicked about than outright missing the playoffs. Well, let me ask you this, Ryan, because Mm -hmm. I, I think this is probably a legitimate conversation going on in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Do you want the Golden Knights to slip to fourth if you're the Canucks? Probably not. So I mean, it, so, it depends, right? Well, I, I think the, the, the point I'm making is everyone around the league knows that when this team is healthy, because mm-hmm. we saw it at the beginning of the season, yeah, they were missing one one or two guys per night, but they they were – Generally healthy. You had Mark Stone. You had Jack Eichel. You had Shea Theodore for the first 20 games of the season. When this team is healthy, they are the best team in the NHL. So it's it's one of those things where teams around the league are watching this saying, oh boy, we know that a healthy Vegas is a team that is going to be dangerous. So... I'm not concerned with them missing the playoffs. I mean, they would have to really, really play terrible down the stretch and some other teams, as you mentioned, who haven't played that good all season. I don't foresee the Calgary Flames all of a sudden a switch going on and them being this team that wins three out of every four games. I just don't see it. Don't either. But again, like, stretches, hot streaks, those types of things happen. But right now, if you're telling me I have to bank on something, I'm banking on Vegas being 500, and I'm banking on Nashville, Seattle, and Calgary being exactly who they've been up until this point, the final 25, 26 games of the year. I don't think Seattle, I don't think Calgary, I don't think Nashville, I don't think Minnesota, I don't think any of those teams are going to be able to play at a 650, 660, 670 points percentage for a long enough period of time to to catch the Golden Knights. And I don't believe the Golden Knights are only going to go 500 down the stretch. I don't believe that. I don't think that that's going to happen. I know they're in it right now when it comes to injuries. I do. I get it. I understand it all. But I also believe Bruce Cassidy will figure out a way to maximize his roster. I think with every game the defense get to play together as a unit of six, they're going to get better, and I expect the goaltending to be better for the Golden Knights. So with all that being said, I don't think right now is the time to panic. In fact, don't panic. Relax. Yeah, don't panic I don't at all. think the Golden Knights... I don't think the Golden Knights are in any danger of missing the postseason. I don't think they're in any danger right now as they stand. They have to play better. I expect that they will. But understand where they're at right now in the standings. Understand that they have given themselves a really solid cushion. And they are going to be able to control their own destiny. That's what makes this five-game road trip so important. That's what makes every single game between now and the trade deadline important. That's what makes... Kelly McCrimmon's decisions on how he can or can't 
augment, supplement this roster. It makes it so important, and I'm expecting that the Golden Knights will address the areas they need to address, and they will find a way to put together a plan to make sure that they are pushing in the right direction and building on their game because that's been incredibly important to Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, Ryan, real, week and the All-Star break. Real quick before we go to break, because I, I, I know we're up against it, I saw you tweet it. Mm-hmm. What was the Golden Knights record last year when Jack Eichel... <laughs> F, uh, like their first few games without Mark Stone, they struggled. Yeah, it, but what yeah, was it? Was it was two six and two. It was two six and two initially without Mark Stone, and then they went twenty two four and five down the stretch, and that was predominantly with Mark uh, with with Jack Eichel in the lineup. So that's again, why it's, it's setting I'm, up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's setting up in a similar way. You get Jack Eichel back, I think the Golden Knights are going to be just fine. We'll see. If he's on the trip, we'll see if he travels, and if he does, that's a great sign for the Golden Knights that that better days are ahead and that you should be able to get more of that scoring that you're looking for from the top of your lineup. Okay, we are up against it, but we are going to play the Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest after the break. 702-876-1340. We're going to take caller number... 13, lucky number 13 on the VGK Insider Show. Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. Oh, it's my favorite time of the week. It's the Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. You can catch Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers inside the Fashion Show Mall. You all know the deal. We've got three games. If you go three for three, pick the winner in all three games, you win money. And the pot this week is up to $700. We've got Keith. He's playing the Hockey Parlay Contest. Keith, how does $700 sound to you? That sounds pretty good. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you're excited about it. Um, Just pretty You know good, the huh? deal. You know the rules. <laughs> you, you, got, you got it uh, all squared away with Chris Chapman. So Chapman's going to give you the first game. And good luck to you, buddy. Okay, man. Well, it's $700, so we're certainly going to make you earn it this week. Um, my game is the first on the docket. It's at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, and it's a team we just saw, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They travel to Denver to take on the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to say uh, Colorado ends their winning streak. I like All it. All right, you got like Colorado it. at home over Toronto. My game is the Boston Bruins at the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night. I'm going to go with uh, with the Bruins. I think uh, the Canucks continue to slide. All right. You got Boston on the road over Vancouver. And the final game of the week, Keith, is Calgary at Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta tomorrow. Ugh. I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to go with the Oilers. <laughs> Edmonton over Calgary. Okay, so, Keith, now, this is what I you got. You've got on, uh, on Mallard, then, since he's not here? Yes. Yeah, I just listen. I just figured that I take the most. 
I figured I'd take the most Canadian game and attribute that to Darren Millard, so I, oh, I can't well get more Canadian than, than Calgary <laughs> That's probably and Edmonton. Okay, so hockey night in Canada it, game. Uh, it would have to be a hockey night in Canada game. Okay, so Keith, you've got the Colorado Avalanche at home over the Toronto Maple Leafs. You've got the Boston Bruins on the road over the Vancouver Canucks, and you've got the Edmonton Oilers at home over Calgary in the Battle of Alberta. Do you want to make any changes to your selections? I do not. Let's lock them in. All right. Great stuff, Keith. Uh, good luck to you. I'll, I'll be watching and, and hoping and giving you good vibes. So thanks Thank for playing the much. Michael. Yeah, thanks for playing the Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. You can catch Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers inside the Fashion Show Mall. Chapman, um, would you make any changes? No. To what Keith I, did? I like it. I like all three of those yeah. games. That's, that's yeah, the direction well, I would have gone. They're not easy games. I think I'd go Toronto over Colorado. Ooh. Like I like Boston over Vancouver. I, I like too. Edmonton over Calgary. Obviously, um, I'm surprised you wouldn't change Toronto. No, I, I I think the Avs. I'm with him. I think the Avs break their streak. Okay. Well, we're gonna get into your true feelings on the Toronto Maple Leafs in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Attempt blocked by McNabb. To the right circle, a try, kick, save, Hill. Rebound, another try, save, Hill. A third try, save, and the rebound to the right corner. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Blob boots it ahead, sticks it left, Barbashev in, back to the right, a shot, score! Marcia so, 19 seconds in. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show rolling along here. The VGK Insider Show is brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center, where your first loan is on us. Apply for free at don'tbebroke.com to get up to $5,000. We'll hit uh, an abbreviated one-timers in just a couple of minutes. We'll, uh, we'll bring you the latest on the Vegas Golden Knights before giving way to Justin Russo and Brian McCormick. The Henderson Silver Knights take on the Colorado Eagles, and that will be right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So for Vegas, the Golden Knights anyway, uh, Brett Howden placed on IR today, rules him out of tomorrow's game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jacob Demick was recalled from the Henderson Silver Knights to join the Vegas Golden Knights, so something to keep an eye on as to what we might see for Vegas tomorrow in Ottawa against the Senators. But let's just kind of dig into what the expectations have to be or what we're looking for from the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Ottawa, you're going to look at it. You're going to see where they're at right now in the standings. They are second to last, second to last in the Eastern Conference. It has been kind of a tumultuous, somewhat disastrous season for the Ottawa Senators, a team that was expected to kind of take another step or take the next step. Uh, Pierre Dorian gets fired. It's been kind of a nightmare. Team. Jay Smith is let go as well. And yet, Right now, when you look at the Ottawa Senators, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 games, starting to play better, starting to kind of implement the, the, the things that Jacques Lemaire brought in on an interim basis as the, the coach is, is, is wanting them to do. What are your expectations for Vegas in, in terms of tomorrow night's game against the Ottawa Senators? Well, I think you have to come out and play a really good first period, Ryan. Um, the first periods have not been very good for the, for the Golden Knights the last couple games. 
Um, last couple home games. I mean, San Jose, look, the, the Sharks came out and, and put up a good fight for about 90 seconds, and then the world was put back on its axis again. And the Golden Knights mm-hmm. dominated the rest of the, the period and, you know, won relatively easily. But Ottawa, I know they're, they're last in the Atlantic Division, but this is a team that's gotten points in seven of their last ten games. So mm-hmm. despite the fact that they stink, they're playing better. And I think you can't overlook them because of the their, their, where they sit in the standings. What you have to look at is, is what's kind of working for them right now that they've been able to win 6 of 10 and, and you know, the one overtime loss in there. Um, look, their, their, their goal differential is not horrifically bad. They're minus 8 for a team that sits in last place. It's probably not that bad. So they're in games. It's, well, it's, they're defending. They're defending better, yeah, and they're getting better contributions from their players, right? Like that's that's what it boils down to. Is the Ottawa Senators have all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world. Like you know, we we've seen it already. Like they can score goals, they can they can beat you on the power play. Like this is a team that's got high end young skill. The question is, can they kind of put everything together? Can they do it in all three zones? Can they be hard to play against the neutral zone? Can they do the right things in the defensive zone? That's been the big question for Ottawa. That's kind of what has has held them back, uh, also goaltending to, to a degree as well. But like the fact of the matter is, they're playing better right now. And for the Golden Knights, I, I think specifically in relation to what Bruce Cassidy said last night postgame, that they've become easier to play against that cannot be the case tomorrow against Ottawa Brady Kachuk will absolutely own the day if you are easy to play against it doesn't matter who you are for the Vegas Golden Knights you cannot be easy to play against against the Ottawa Senators because they are a chippy type of team that will really feast on that if you let them yeah, I mean, it, it starts with Brady Kachuk for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he he he's a bit feisty, so he will definitely not be afraid to stir things up if he has to to kind of get his team going. Uh, look, th- this team has some guys that that might be trying to showcase themselves to to be traded at the deadline. And I look at a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, who may want to impress some teams that that might potentially want to make a make a move for him rumblings that maybe Jacob Chikorin might want to make make the move out of Ottawa after seemingly wanting well, to be okay with being traded there yes Chapman Jacob Chikorin wanted to play playoff hockey yes so naturally you ask for a trade out of Arizona and you go to Ottawa to play playoff <laughs> hockey yes but for Ottawa this is a, a, an opportunity for them to play spoiler I mean you you look at the way that that they played the first game here, and and it was one of those games where where we were kind of on the edge of our seat. Like if you remember, the game where Aiden Hill got hurt, yep, and then Logan Thompson looked like he got a little banged up in the third period. He ended up finishing the game, but we thought we were going to see the e bug. Like, sure, we we were primed for that to happen the last time these two teams met. Um, Look, they 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 have some tough players. They have they have some skilled players. I like Claude Giroux's game. Uh, you know, Tim Stutzla. I, I I think you and I both probably expected more from him. A step forward. He he hasn't seemed to take that, but he's still a point of game guy. So I think this is a team that you can't overlook. And I think anyone thinking that this game is going to be an easy game is fooling themselves, especially. 
especially if the Golden Knights play the way they did in that stretch last night against Toronto, they'll lose tomorrow night if they play like that again. Okay, the only question that I'm interested in you answering, who starts in goal? I'm going to go with Logan Thompson. Really? I think Logan Thompson gets a start. Yeah, I'm going to go Aiden Hill. Okay. What's what's the reason? Yeah. You you need him to get you need him to get right. You you need him to get right. Like I, I understand what you were saying about last night being an opportunity for Logan Thompson to take the reins back. It was a moment, a singular moment where he could have come in, he could have righted the ship, and then who knows? Maybe just maybe the Golden Knights find enough to make it really interesting in the third period. But it didn't happen. To me, you want a Stanley Cup with Aiden Hill. He's your guy, right? Like, it doesn't matter if he's going through a stretch right now over three or four games, four or five games, where he's shaky. He's not at the level that he was earlier on. You know what pinnacle height of his power Aiden Hill can do for you. You know how good he can be, how he can take over games, how he can dominate at this level, and you also know that he can do the, the hardest thing in the world to do in this sport, win a Stanley Cup. So to me, the thing you have to do more than anything else is you've got to get Aiden Hill right. And I think the only way you do that is by letting him play out of whatever funk he is in and you let him get his game back. And and you don't have that that nagging thing going on in the back of his mind where he's starting to lose starts to Logan Thompson and all of a sudden you get more questions about his confidence or any of that. I, I just think you need to find a way and most of the time it's playing through it to get Aiden Hill back at the top of his game. So is it is it a bit of the mindset where I want him to feel good for that game on Tuesday and and potentially look to start him again against the Leafs on Tuesday night if he plays well last night or tomorrow night? I, I would be okay with it. Like okay. if if you get a great performance out of Aiden if he goes tomorrow and you get a great performance out of Aiden Hill, I'd come right back to him against Toronto. I I, I could I, I I I'm buying that. I'm I'm on board with that. Now, will that be the case? I don't know, but I think that you need to do whatever you can if you're the Golden Knights. You've got to get Aiden playing back to the level that he was prior to getting injured and the level that he was immediately in coming back Aiden was phenomenal a big reason why the Golden Knights picked up a couple of wins on that four game road trip going into the bye week in the all-star break you need him to be the guy I just believe that he did it for you last year so whatever you can do to get him going I think is the right thing that's why I'm expecting I'm looking at it you have Aiden Hill play tomorrow against the Ottawa Senators. All right, let's get into one-timers. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. One-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. And Chris Chapman's giddy about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, <laughs> you wanted to talk about them, yeah, so yeah. you set it up, buddy. All right. Well, they have won six straight games now uh, mm-hmm. since the Morgan Riley suspension. They have scored more than four goals in every single one of those games. The question I, I pose to you is, was that a galvanizing moment where you think the Leafs have kind of turned the table? They were 
what level with the Red Wings when that suspension took place. They've now opened up a six-point yeah. lead on the, the Wings, and they currently have the fifth most points in the Eastern Conference. Not that that really matters that much, but I I think that it's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, a galvanizing moment for this team. I think I think it brought them together. I think it pissed them off, and I think maybe just maybe they got a little sick and tired of being called soft, and they've kind of gone out there and and they've beaten some pretty good teams in the process. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I I guess we'll have to see what they do tomorrow against Colorado. But oh, I you're think not getting off. You're not getting off that easy right now, Chapman. Okay. Here, here's here's I, the deal. I never said they were going to win the Stanley Cup. You, you're you asking if this is a galvanizing moment. Like if Morgan Riley cross-checking Ridley Gregg is like the greatest thing that ever happened to this version of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It might be. It might be. As you mentioned, right? February 10th, that was the evening Morgan Riley cross-checked Ridley Gregg. That was the moment... You knew that Morgan Riley was likely going to be suspended for some amount of time if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's the evening that Toronto lost in regulation to Ottawa, which is just something that they make a habit of doing, (laughs) Um, just like losing in the postseason. Here's the thing. They have been phenomenal through the suspension to Riley. They were obviously great last night. They're on a heater. It's six straight wins for them. They look really, really good. Austin Matthews is playing out of his mind. It's all the regular season. And so I can't get over the top excited or happy or allow myself to believe anything about the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of their potential postseason success based on what they do in the regular season. I think it's great for Toronto. I really do that Austin Matthews is going off. I think it's great that they seem to find uh, some balance in their lineup. Bobby McMahon has come in and he's been like a revelation for them. It's really cool what's happening right now in Toronto. But it doesn't mean anything to me. And it's not going to mean anything to me until they do the thing they need to do in the postseason. Which is why I thought it was really funny and somewhat ironic that there was a caller on the postgame show last night from Toronto oh. who let me know he was from Toronto and then was really leaning into, well, I don't understand, buddy, how the Toronto Maple Leafs can come in and just outskate the defending Stanley Cup champions. It's like, well, their depth was really good. And then at the end, I said, we, it was a great win for Toronto in the regular season. We'll see how many they win in the postseason. Well, I think... And that's and, and that's where I'm at, Chapman. Like, I don't care if this is a galvanizing moment. It's galvanizing in the regular season. What is this moment going to do for them when they're down 3-2 to two in a series? Or when they're up 3-1 to one in a series and they've got to close it out and they can't get it done? What does this moment do for them then? I think the problem I have right now is that if the playoffs started today, they're playing the Florida Panthers. Who I think are, no, who I think are a better team than them. So, uh, as galvanizing as it may be, you're right. Postseason success, this will all be forgotten if mm-hmm. they go on to lose in the first round to the to the Panthers or the Bruins because that's who they're going to play: the Panthers or the Bruins. Like, good on them. 
for getting out of a wild card spot. Good on them for stringing some wins together. Good on them for winning games without their best defenseman. Like for changing the narrative to from, oh my gosh, could the Leafs miss the playoffs to, okay, could they get a home ice advantage? Like that's a real conversation and it's because of how they played. Stick taps to you. But I don't care about anything that this team does in the regular season. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. The, the, honestly, Chapman, the most impressive thing, the most important thing that I'm tracking with Toronto in terms of the regular season is whether or not Austin Matthews scores 70 goals. Everything else doesn't mean anything. doesn't matter. Because that team will be judged based on what they do in the postseason. And to this point, they have proven that they cannot win anything in the postseason, so I don't know how much a galvanizing moment from the regular season really pushes them over the top, but boy, oh boy, let me tell you, there were certainly takes in Toronto media today believing in this upstart, scrappy bunch, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> and come middle of April, mm-hmm. all those takes will be, where did it all go wrong for this rendition oh, of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm keeping receipts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Waugh's back in the National oh, Hockey I love League this. as a coach. I love this. This is my favorite, th- my, my favorite thing, like, ever. I-, I love it. So the New York Islanders were playing the St. Louis Blues last night. The Blues were up 3 to nothing after the second period. <laughs> so... What's amazing about this is we all remember Patrick Waugh as the guy that if he was losing in a game when he was coaching the Colorado Avalanche, he would be incredibly impatient when it came to pulling his goaltender for the extra attacker. And it makes a lot of sense. If you're down by two or three goals, why do you have a goalie in net? It doesn't make any sense. Get the extra attacker. Give yourself something of an advantage. See if you can get one goal. Make things uncomfortable on the opposition. So down 3 nothing in the third period, Patrick Waugh pulls Semyon Varlamov with over 11 minutes. 11 minutes left in the third period. Amazing. Amazing. It didn't work out well. It didn't work out well as Pavel Buchnevich scored an empty net goal. Just nine minutes and 21 (laughs) seconds into the third period. You you never see that on a score sheet. It's amazing. I love it. But here's here's the thing that pisses me off about it, though. Patrick Waugh, in those moments, when he'd pull a goaltender with eight minutes left, if he allowed a goal, you best believe on the next play, goalie was coming out again. Didn't happen here. Yeah. He put Varlamov back in and he let him stay in the rest of the period. I wanted to see the the Islanders play 11 plus minutes without a goalie. You know what I would have preferred? Cuz they were losing mm. 3 nothing at the start of the the third period. Yeah, they were yeah. losing 3 nothing when they pulled Varlamov. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen them after the faceoff to start the third period. Varlamov skates to the bench and they bring the extra attacker sure. on it like with 19 minutes and 56 seconds to go in the third period and just play the entire period without a goalie. Like, you're not coming back to win that game anyway. So why yeah. even bother with the goalie to start the period? But once you give up that empty net goal, why put him back in? You're the Islanders. Or just, you're, you're, you're currently in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. Goal differential yeah. is not going to come into play when you're 20 goals behind the Washington Capitals 
I'm sorry, when you're when you're four goals behind the Washington Capitals, but you're mm-hmm. many, many goals behind the teams you're chasing to try to get that playoff spot, just just don't even bother putting Varlamov back in. As I mentioned, hat trick for Pavel Buchnevich, um <laughs> driving up his his trade value, so there's that. Uh, okay. Lindy Ruff. Oh, boy, this oh, is a good one. Oh, man. Yeah. Lindy Ruff. I saw this this morning, and I got angry. Blamed not the players for the, 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 New, York, the, New, the New Jersey Devils. He didn't blame his players for failing to convert on a five-minute major power play. He didn't blame himself or the coaching staff for the players failing to convert on a five-minute major power play. Lindy Ruff blamed the media for putting and creating excess pressure on his players for the reason why they did not convert on a five-minute major power play last night against the New York Rangers. Chris Chapman, please tell me you have opinions on this. Oh, my opinion is this is total bullcrap. Like, could you imagine (laughs) Bruce Cassidy getting up in a press conference after last night's loss Mm -hmm. and saying, Mm -hmm. hey, Jesse Granger, you put too much pressure on these guys. Hey, Chris from Fox Sports Las Vegas, you put too much pressure on Aiden Hill. Like, yeah. to me, when you start blaming the media, you've lost the plot. You, you've, you've lost so, the plot. Look, Brian, I watched some of that game last night. First of all, mm-hmm. it was absolutely ridiculous that a five-minute major was assessed because I didn't have a problem with the hit. Sure, Nathan Bastian mm-hmm. got, got banged up on the play. Yeah. The guy who hit him was a massive, massive human being. It's not, it wasn't a dirty hit. It didn't warrant a five-minute major. It didn't warrant an ejection. But you're the New Jersey Devils. You watch your player get steamrolled. Mm-hmm. You get the five-minute major, and you do absolutely nothing. Zero response. And then you get your teeth kicked down your throat by the New York Rangers. That's not on the media. That's on well, you. To be fair, Nathan Bastian took it upon himself to respond as he went after Jacob Truba later on in the game, but your point's well taken. Here's here's what I love about it. You brought up Bruce Cassidy, right? You brought up Bruce Cassidy. It's a yeah. perfect, it's a perfect scenario to compare and contrast. Lindy Ruff blaming the media for his team's inability to score on the man advantage. It's ridiculous. Bruce Cassidy's in in the I the fact that he will not even look at the injury bug as being a problem or an excuse or allowed to enter the room for the Golden Knights, it speaks volumes as to where Vegas is and how you feel about their ability to come out of this versus where the Devils are right now. And boy, oh boy, it does not feel good. Those are your one-timers for today, Friday, February 23rd. Uh, I know we're getting up against it, Chapman, but do you have anything for catching up with Chapman today? Uh, I, I, I didn't really because I knew we had a short show, but I'll, I'll let you know mm-hmm. that uh, we're getting ready to uh, go to Brian McCormick, who is in uh, Colorado, getting ready for mm-hmm. the Silver Knights, taking on the Colorado Eagles. Uh, Justin Russo will be in studio very shortly to to get you all yeah. set up. And Justin, Justin's a really talented kid, by the way. I don't, I don't know how often, because I know a lot of times the games kind of intersect, so I don't know how often mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to listen to him. But if you're listening to this show, stick around. Listen to, to that game and, and listen to Justin and Brian. They work really, really hard, and they deserve, you know, you guys to, to, to listen to what they do. And, and you know, like I said, they're, they're both extremely talented guys and, and two of the nicest people that I've met 
working in this business. So uh, stick around. Listen listen to the Silver Knights as they take on Colorado. I think a couple familiar faces uh, will be returning to Henderson for that one. By the way, Jakob Demick called up today mm. to uh, to Vegas. So yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll have to see what, what, what that entails. But uh, maybe Jakob making his NHL debut on this road trip. We'll see. What are you looking for in terms of points over this five-game road trip? I think it depends if you get Jack Eichel back. But I think mm-hmm. at a minimum, you have to go 500. You have to get five points on this road trip. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think 500 is where you want to be. You can s- kind of start things off on the right foot if you take care of business tomorrow against Ottawa. It is not an easy road trip by any stretch. You've got Ottawa. You've got Toronto. You've got Boston. You've got Buffalo. Columbus, that's the slate, that's the stretch for the Golden Knights. But if you go 500, that's what you're looking for. That's going to give you traction. And it all starts tomorrow, pregame show. Start at 3 o'clock. I'm hanging out at Born and Raised on Cimarron. Come on down, hang out, say hello.